Welcome to the Lesbo and the Bean universe. Lesbo and the Bean. L-A-T-B. Lat-B. Where mixed martial arts and the UFC get silly. Big silly. Buckle up and move your tray tables to their upright position. And please, somebody shut that baby up. It's time for Lesbo and the Bean. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 128. Here we go. We took a little hiatus because uh, the MMA, or UFC specifically, has uh, been a little bit lackluster. We're going to have another dry weekend. We got some PFL that can fill our boat. We got some Bellator, but really, we ain't got time for our debt. The way I'm thinking about it is, hear this in my hand? That's a vacation drink. We are on vacation. We are actually coming at you in the middle of our vacation. We should have told you ahead of time that we were taking a little break between these fights because we have tons of UFC to roll into once it starts again. It just gets there, gets there, gets there, and there's big fights. Maybe this end of the year, if it all works out and all these fights actually come through, could be the biggest year of MMA ever. Could be the biggest year of MMA ever. I don't want to put the cart before the horse because that never happens. But this is a vacation drink gift. It's a recuperation right before we get into a long stretch of highly hyped fights. We've been having a ton of bouts being signed in these last few weeks. It's kind of been the only news that we've really been talking about. Of course, Khabib Connor, we've talked multiple times, but we have heavyweight bouts such as Blades against another heavyweight. <laughs> Who's Derek Lewis got Volkanov, Vol- Volkov? That's a fun heavyweight bout to the big Russian versus the number one black beast himself. That is actually a really fun heavyweight uh, bout. All sorts of other fights being put underway. But the fight that everyone's been talking about the most is Angela Lee. UFC fighter has been fighting the number one Nazi in the sport. Her husband himself officially has a warrant out for his arrest for domestic abuse. Not surprised. Not surprised. Yeah. Here at Lat B, we talked about it a bit, right? I feel if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, must be a duck. All the signs are there. I want to think, oh, is he recouped? He served his time, whatever. Right. I didn't know the UFC offered to get his tattoos covered. And to pay for it. Yep. Like, whoa, Mo, get that, get that taken care of, Mo, Mo. Get that taken care of. But if you want to keep it, if you, we should tell the whole story to our audience in case they don't know about it. You can go back because initially when this broke a few months ago, we actually covered it. But yeah, if you want to give them a really brief recap of what we were saying is, hey, you could get it covered and all that, all that. But you specifically, Lesbo was saying... Maybe he doesn't want to get them covered because that's like gang tattoos and people will come after you if you scrape off your whatever affiliation you had with yeah, him. Yeah, or maybe he still feels that way. Like, he was in prison. If you are of lighter skin in America, the pretty much the rules of the prison is there's, you know, let's say one guard to every 50 prisoners. So you make the prisoners police each other because you can't do it if they don't. So the institution sets up racism and that racism leads to the way that white people affiliate is by having to get the swastikas and the kkks and all this weird skinhead tattoos um 
And some people, maybe he didn't want a car. I was sticking up for him before. I feel like I was lenient on it. But now this is not surprising to me at all. And then if you read the whole story, and it makes no sense. It sounds like it's from a friend who's half in the bag. That it's like, oh, I woke up. Like, she's obviously so used to the fact that they fight that she woke up once already at, like, 1 or 2 in the morning. And they were screaming at each other and going ham. She goes back to sleep, and then she wakes up to, like, a choking sound. And he's, like, choking her. And then he runs out the door. Interesting. I did not read any of that. Oh, you didn't read the friend's quote? No, no, no. I've seen the warrants. I know that he has domestic charges, but I didn't know that somebody was there. She calls the mom. The friend calls the mom, to Angela Lee's mom. So I just picture him to live in a situation that they live close enough that... And she's, like... I gather this happens enough that the friend calls the mom and, like, they're at it again. You need to come over here. I'm scared this time. Wow. So the mom calls the cops. The cops are on their way over. She takes off out the door. He was choking her, and the friend's like, what the F are you doing? Uh, he. She takes off out the door in, you know, running barefoot, and then he takes off after, and I don't remember the rest of it. Like, but the story is so broken up. To me, it sounds like it's a... They, these are white trash people. This sounds... That, yeah, these are white tra- evident <laughs> Nazi white tattoo trash. people all over their body. Or white, a KGB or Yeah, so that's where I'm like, this isn't surprising. Not surprising, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't even... Like, the KGB has even, like, little to do with the Nazi tattoo. Well, tattoos. she's not even Russian a, at all. No. It's her husband who's like, I think you look Russian. It'd be a good look and for you. And they have a kid. How weird so is that? So, obviously, people yes. allow this... See, this is where I... That's why I have a little bit of anger with it. If you're a grown woman and you put yourself... I'm not trying to step on any battered woman's toes, but I hate the lack of responsibility sometimes that goes along. Like, they're totally brainwashed. The poor woman whatever you want to do with your grown-up life. I'm not going to try to step on your toes too much. If you want help, holler at me, girl. I'm there. But if you bring a kid into this situation and you still stay in a dangerous Mm -hmm. situation like this when you have a fucking child, there's, like, I I don't get down with that anymore. I can no longer, like, I don't get down with that. Right. So, whatever. This is just a case of white trash and, you know, it seemed like something they would have just been wasted again. She's. I think she's a villain, a uh, culprit in this too. I think they're both she's like waste boys together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes two to tango. Yeah, I don't think she's like baking cookies and going to bed at nine after praying by her bedside, and he's waking her up at four a.m. Like, bitch. Like, I think they're both getting down white trash together. So this story makes me a little irritated that there is a daughter involved. That there's children. Yes. Yeah. Hey, when you are a prize fighter, when you fight people for money. You know, it's one of those things that a lot of people say that, hey, you need to be a samurai. But if you really think about it, people that fight for a living, not all of them. I like to think that some of them, you know, have some, some, what is that, especially with CTE, impulse control that might be already compromised. And then with a boatload of CTE involved, we know that that frontal lobe immediately affects the impulse. Is her man a fighter, too? He, yes. Uh, he actually either trains or has a gym or is a part of it. I, he is a pro, but never made it to the UFC and level. I don't get down, by the way, everyone, before you send me hate, I don't get down, obviously, with any men putting their hands on women. But I don't get down with women putting their hands on men either. I don't get down with people putting their hands on each other. I don't get down like Unless that. Unless it's consensual. 
Yeah, unless it's all good. good. Then we good. Then we good. But you just need a safe word. All you need is a safe word. Pineapple. All Pineapple. All good. That's, that's it. But other than that, um, some other trashy news oh, on the MMA weird, scenes. Weird way to start it off. <laughs> a little bit of violence on an MMA podcast. Another violent accostation on the Bean's eyes. We had Angela Magana keeping relevant in resin on a seven fight losing streak and it's not even her fighting that's keeping irrelevant it's those booty shots i know you got an eyeful lesbo how do you feel about Maganya? <laughs> <laughs> that booty tooch yeah. you got that booty tooch girl <laughs> i it's like one of the, <laughs> it's like one of those things where like somebody is like hey what do you think of this? And you're like, and then it like pans up and it's like your grandma. <laughs> and that's how I felt with it. I was like, damn, somebody's bringing the boot out. Damn. Ganya. But you got to give credit where credit is due. And if I can't come out and say, that's a nice booty. What kind of lesbian am I? That is true. It <laughs> what kind is of true. am I? That was a nice booty. It is unfortunate that she has to put out them booty shots, which is pretty much holding her career together, in my point of view. She should change her nickname to Da Booty. (laughs) Would you let her come back into the UFC if she changed her name to Da Booty? No, only because I still want fighters that are good fighters in the UFC. What did she fight at before in the UFC? 115. Oh, never mind. I'm like, there's nowhere to go then. I thought she could fought at 135. And I'm like, maybe she can go back and fight in the 125 division. Nope. <laughs> so, other good shots we had around town. We had Rusamal Park Harris. Rusamal Harry. Or, what well, Paul Harris, they like to call him online. Did you see his transformation as of late? This is also a former UFC fighter who last fight at 185 pounds, 70 pounds in the UFC, to now looking like a solid 220 of shredded muscle. I'm sure we retweeted a couple of those infamous photos. Wow. I don't know. How other fighters... Oh, Paul Harris is a guy who rips people's ankles off after the ref stops him, but he's easily gained... Oh, you talked about him. 40 pounds. He's a jerk. But now he's... A jerk. He can be a heavyweight. Easy. Uh, it's funny just how you see, as soon as people get out of the UFC, how their bodies just transform into magnificent other thing, other creations of themselves. It's un- unreal how big that guy got. And he's like 40 years old. So, you know, prime muscle building. taking the juice. Yeah. Prime muscle building when you're 40 years old. Doesn't make any sense. And he says he's clean, obviously. Like most other guys. He, nothing. Nothing, nothing. If I have a question. Yes. If you, well, a few things. I've always liked TJ Dillashaw, but I'm starting to, like, really like TJ Dillashaw. Mm -hmm. Like, he's becoming in my top five favorite fighters. Maybe in my top three. Like, I'm just really digging him. I think he's my pound for pound. He has the credentials. The more and more you look at his career, it's been on top five guys he's been fighting since he pretty much got in. And right now... Also, in my opinion, he did like 300,000 pay-per-view buys um, with this. And Uh yeah, Mighty Mouse, but I think that TJ's a draw on his own. I think it was TJ and Cody. And so if you're TJ and you get to pick your next fight, he pretty much gets to pick it. Yep. Who do you go with for your next fight if you're TJ? And for different reasons. Who would you go with that you think would be the easiest fight of all the options he has right now? And that would be Henry Cejudo, Mighty Mouse... 
um, Marais, uh-huh. Dominic Cruz. Easiest fight is Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz. Yeah, that's the easiest fight. Um, your legacy fight. Also Dominic Cruz. No, 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 no. Not, I was thinking DJ. TJ, yeah, because Dominic beat DJ, and that's for the legacy, but for legacy-wise... Well, Andy beat TJ. By, a lot of people don't agree with oh, the decision. Oh, that is right. So, yeah, that is right. That yeah. is right. It was a split decision, and that's how we lost the belt. And then Cody. So, you think so yeah, Dom? It's Dom. And it's the easiest fight. Who do you think the hardest fight is? Marais. I do, too. Yep. But Marais is chinny. And don't you think TJ has a really good shot at catching Marais? A lot of people have said that TJ's a bit chinny. He gets hurt in every one of his fights. He does come back from it, other than that John Dotson fight. But, uh... Marais has that type of power and technique to be able to Aljamain Sterling and make you dab all over the goddamn ring. I don't know. And I also think Marais is way, way too big for his weight class. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. But I think uh, Henry, he really, TJ believes he walks right through Henry Cejudo. I don't really under, I don't know the fight, the purpose of, to me, if TJ fights Henry and gets the belt, he would still need to fight Dom and Mighty Mouse for his legacy. For who's this fighter again? Sorry, TJ. Ooh, I don't Only think I think he's done so much. For, like his legacy is oh, pretty much. Oh, it's, it's But yeah. if he just wants to take it to Cap where it. it's no question, if he if yeah. he wants to put his name as I want to be the best fighter to ever do this, which he's up there. He's in the up. Box. There. He is up there. So if he wants to, like, cement this and make it a really Mm -hmm. hard thing where he's up there with the Anderson Silvas and the, you know, Mighty Mouse and or even surpass, like, he didn't even have to bring up Mighty Mouse into the equation of it. Like, he's the one. But just to have that belt belt now, it's almost like to be included in it, you've got to be a champ champ now. And eventually we're going to get to it. you got to be the champ champ champ. Mm -hmm. It's eventually going to happen where you go above and below your weight class in order to solidify your legacy whatever that means hey you keep bringing me quality fights super fights i don't care what weight class you're in if you're 185 pounds and you want to go against the heavyweight because you believe you can beat him let's do it let's do it it's you're a prize fighter you're willing to fight for money that means you will fight whoever they pay you to fight mike tyson said it best himself you can be enough money i'll fight a tiger and that's the truth for a lot of these guys you got to have that mentality. You can beat anybody in the world, and that's anyone, any weight class. Going off topic a little bit, this is something that Everything I've seen. Everything's going to be off topic. Yeah. So <laughs> we have a contender series fighter who is uh, Juan Pena. He looked like Sloth from Ice Age. Humongous 290-pound fighter. Really said we liked him as an addition. Mm-hmm. I was looking back at a bunch of his Instagrams, and he's one of the few people I've seen who has actually covered his shame. And ended up preventing the hog watch by putting some stickers and or emojis around him. And that got me to thinking, is the hog watch the new nip slip? Is the hog watch the new... Do you remember when there was that phase of like Britney and Paris Hilton and all them getting out yeah, of the that's car? that's what I'm... Yes, being like, yes. Boosh, And they were like full beaver. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, it was I full remember. Sharon Stone. Oh, Boom. I remember. Yeah, and it was like this phase where they were totally doing it on purpose. On purpose. Yeah, they were like showing it, <laughs> showing the gash. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think there is something to the showing your shit off thing for all the guys because i've noticed a bunch of the athletes do it 
what put stickers or just let it hang just letting it hang or chilling out with it in different shots or like adjusting it in their underwear just so for you know if you got it flaunted some may say yeah i mean it's your instagram true true doing true. it for the gram <laughs> other grams that have been on fire gabby garcia being oiled another heavyweight we're talking about in the other direction did you see that uh Brazilian on Brazilian crime, seeing a hot body contest going on in their living room. What the heck is going on there? Cyborg gre greasing up Gabby Garcia. Um, hmm. Maybe they're about to go lay out in the sun. That makes... Yeah, they were in bikinis and whatnot, but... Cyborg, I Well, either way. It was just a fun shot. It was just interesting. That woman could fight Juan Pena and actually probably put in a good show. Or, who, yeah, is it Quan? How much does Gabby Garcia weigh? I think like 260. Holy hell. Yeah, she's huge. Holy Maybe, yeah, hell. she's a fucking monster of a person. You wouldn't think it, but look, Cyborg. Cyborg's like easily 175, 180, and Gabby dwarfs her every time they're in a room together. And it's so interesting, their dynamic of, they're both. They monsters are, they are best friends they are best friends but one beats they up old friends. asian ladies while another one actually fights in the ufc well one tries to fight in the ufc but instead they're just like we're gonna hold you over here and ruin you your career under contract with us so you can't fight with anyone else and they're not fighting her anytime soon they have a certain amount of times so that they have to offer her fights in the year yep um yeah, it sucks Which for Cyborg. is another reason that here, Project Spearhead is something that at Lat B, we're always behind Leslie Smith for these reasons as get somebody a fight by a certain amount of time. It doesn't matter if it's a can for Cyborg. She's just like, I want to fight because I need fight, to get paid. I want to make some money so exactly. I can pay my camp and keep training. It's like a big cycle. Exactly. They're going to use the best part of her career where the reason she pretty much fights in the UFC or a lot of these fighters do... And so they can get the notoriety and build their own name brand for life after fighting. Exactly. Yeah, so. And another reason that we need one of the, some sort of other governing organization is because Tom Lawler was just serving out of suspension for USADA. Second year, about to be over. He was about to be able to fight in the next three months. He just got cut this earlier this week from the UFC. So he served out of suspension Instead of just retiring from the UFC and going and, going and fighting, fighting over, somewhere else. What kind of dirtbag shit is that? Like, you're fucking somebody horribly bad in their professional career, which Tom Lawler's in his 36, 38 years old. His prime's already a bit over. He's holding on already to a career that's on the back end of a fighting career. So, it sucks. We really need to do something about this. We need to, as. I don't know what we can do as fans, though, other than sign petitions. It's really up to the fighters. As sad as it is, is that as long as it's, like, fraternities or... Sorry, everyone out there in a fraternity don't thing. But it's the same thing. As long as you have somebody that's young and dumb and willing to put their name on the line, then there's going to be guys out there taking advantage of that. And as sad as it is, a lot of the fighters, they're just young, dumb guys at first. And so... They take fights for not the right amount of money. They live harder than they need to be. And the UFC should be taking good care of these guys. Instead of... And it's... The Tuesday Night Contender Series, as much as I like it, it's worrisome about how many fighters they're just signing and signing and signing. And it makes me feel like what kind of... 
it makes me nervous of the ESPN model that's coming forward. Like, what kind of churn and burn are you going to do with these young fighters that necessarily aren't ready for this kind of level of fame? It, this level of fame is going to inhibit their growth as a fighter. Whereas if they, like, just did it on the underground as unknown guys, I don't know. Unless they're, like, true martial artists and they have their head on straight and all this, which... Again, with that CTE, it's hard for them to keep a head on straight sometimes. Yeah. Not to say that at all. There's a lot of people that have done just, just fine. As far as Twitter feeds, your boy, Tony Ferguson, has been posting heavily. It looks like that knee has gotten back under him. He's been doing some crazy-ass breakdancing, though, that I'm like, damn, man, just slow down. Just just take a, take a breath. Let's let that pig carcass of a or what did he get his grafted tendon patula tendon in his leg let it fucking just grow in man he's in there doing backflips breakdancing hitting wood stumps come on have you seen any of that i love that he has that mindset but at the same time every video i'm like oh please don't tear your knee like we're all only human yeah exactly like your mind yes you're tougher than your body you've proven that Make it to the next fight, dude. Well, the thing... I know it's part of his shtick. It's kind of how he's trying to build fans and do his whatever. But it also cannot do you any good to... Like, insurance later on, when you're trying to get your knee covered and they're pulling up your gram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, homeboy, here's a picture of you kicking a metal pipe. Here's a picture of you kicking a log. Here's a picture of you kicking a huge tire. Whatever yeah. he's got going on. I, Tony Ferguson's in my top five. Oh, I totally agree. I feel like agree. I could put together my top five. So let's hear it then. I like Tony Ferguson. Okay. And TJ Dillashaw. Boom. And Max Holloway. Three. <sighs> Valentina Shevchenko. Of course. The fourth one. Fifth and final um, one. Woo! And, and, and I don't know who's my favorite or at what time and blah, blah, blah. They're all just kind of up there together in the top echelon. If I'm going to have a fifth fighter, hmm, I don't know. I have to think about that one for a minute. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it would probably be somebody lesser known that's just not coming to my head right now. Like, not a star. I feel like those people now are all stars and at pretty soon half of most of them are going to be champions with the exception no they're all going to be holding belts even though tony ferguson's belt was taken like they're all going to be i could see it those are all high caliber names those are all at the top end of our sport what about hall yours? of famers right now right now gotta go with tj uh, obviously uh, dj uh, as well yeah you love dj then we gotta go with johnny bones jones i don't care what you say that's one of the top ever then I'd go with Daniel Cormier. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Johnny Bones Jones is just not one of my favorites. I love him. I think he's one of the greatest fighters ever. Yeah. He's just not one of my favorites. But, yeah. And then the fifth and final one, I'm going to have to go with Tony Ferguson. I Again, I think up there... I you love that. I think my fifth love and the final? Yeah. Mike Perry. Ooh, that that's out of nowhere. Yeah. That one's out of nowhere. He cracks me up. I yeah, like he's what funny. he's doing. I think his character is You, you so like his spa session with Darren Till? Ooh, it could be between him and Darren Till. 
It actually oh, could be between God. him and Darren too. You need a top ten like, list. I have not like top this five. little spot that's like just save for an asshole. Like I need an asshole in that spot. There, why can't yeah. there be an asshole list? Spa or spa. <laughs> so you saw that interview and those guys actually got in it and did some work. There was there has been no footage, but Perry's actually come out and talked and said, Hey, they both hit each other, but uh Perry had MMA gloves where Till had boxing gloves without a mouthpiece. And Perry was like, why don't you put in some like paper towels in your mouth or something? And Till's like, nah, dude, I'm good. And they went at it and they both hit each other a little bit hard. Perry said, won't say whether he won or lost, but they did work. And uh, I love it because they're going to fight each other eventually. And the number one contender against the top 10 guy, I mean, it's only a matter of time for these young men. And they can put that aside and just give each other looks. Makes them both better. I love it. I love that they have this new mentality. And it just really... They've got to be looking at each other. That's the coolest part about it for me. Like, two guys from totally different parts of the world. And kind of different guys. But they have this one thing in common. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if they had this moment like... This is my Darren Till impression. Holy shit, man. Can you believe that, he, that sounds Irish? But he talks weird, and he has, like, a weird... He looks like he always has... Is he scouse? In. The people say he's scouse or something like that. I'm sorry. Like, fuck my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> fuck my... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the all other... <laughs> but Mike Perry, I don't even want to do a Mike Perry impression. I don't know. I like both of them, though. I like their UFC characters. Yeah, I agree. And they do have good personalities in there. I have a They're top four give us a right ton. now. I have a top four right now. I can solidify those are my faves. But I feel shitty that they're my faves because they all are holding belts. Even though Valentina's not and Tony's not. Uh -huh. To me, they're champion in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, any other late-breaking, last hard things in the UFC that we want to get to? Obviously, we got fights right. Not this corner next weekend coming up but uh we could go on for days yeah, and days well, what else what else do we have going on in the way is there anything um there's been a really big rivalry from a philadelphia store owner with frankie edgar and ali abdelaziz have you seen all that nope. bs so the store owner has had a sign of frankie edgar that he signed at his establishment the manager for Frankie Edgar, Ali Abdelaziz, has been contacting the store ma the store owner and saying, hey, you piece of shit, scumbag, whatever, stop using Frankie as whatever. And this guy's like, hey, dude, you do not need it's to come fan. at me like that. Yeah, yeah you don't need to come at me like that. And I help cops, and I'm a nice guy, and I got kids, so I'm not that. So the community has been really mixed about it because Ali has some of the top fighters, if not all of the top fighters he's been managing as of late. And... The store owner posted all those tweets or all of those direct messages. And it's true that dude totally Ali came at him hard, super hard. And it's like, ooh, looks kind of looks a little bit rough on you. How do you feel this affects the fighters when your management gets into more controversy than you do as a fighter? When your manager is a top line stories of the week? I almost want to start looking at fighters that are coming up. And who is managed by them? At what point are they bigger than the UFC? The management? At what point, yeah, at what point are you managing enough of the fighters that you're like, I have a loophole in all their contracts that I know about. 
like a loophole that I'll pull every single fighter. There's that's just too much power. Right. Like it's almost too much. Um, I know he's obviously the agent you want to be with if you're in this sport. Like who knows how to look at contracts better than this guy? Yep. But shit, it just if you know what a contract looks like for the UFC, and this is just what they look like with different dollar signs in it. I almost feel like he's running a scam. He knows what all of you know, how easy is his job? Exactly. But that's why he can also give people... I don't like him, though. He feels slimy to me. He when does I feel see him slimy. In places, his vibe to me is not great. Habib had to hold him back from McGregor. Remember that? <laughs> Habib was holding him because they have the same management. Randy Edgar, Habib, every pretty much top fighter or fighter that's I know, it making isn't that money. funny. Isn't that funny? Well, as you were saying... Does he work for WME to boot? Is that a cherry on top? No, he does not. He does not. But as you're saying, though, it is true that he knows everyone's and he can say, I represent these 10 guys. The guy that's the worst on the roster is getting paid maybe more than one of these other guys. No, no, no. You're going to pay them all up and the UFC is just going to write it off before he tells anybody else. Yeah. They are going to want to always keep him quiet. Yep. He's always is pushing for them to get good deals because he gets 10% of all of them. Exactly. Or exactly. whatever his Whatever the percentage is. may yeah. be. Exactly, exactly. And I got to think that a fighting deal isn't great. Like, a fighter's deal is every loophole they can take. Fucking, They're like, oh, well, those T-shirts, those all come out of your pocket. So uh-huh. you get a share of them after they we, you get, we get paid back. Like, somehow it's like albums pressed or uh-huh. something. We do X amount of fight kits with your name on it, and that's all out of your cut. You know, like, what? No. No, I don't want no Reebok fight kits with my name on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who knows? I'm just making that shit up. But who knows? I just got to think there's ways that fighters are getting screwed left and right there is but there is also ways that some of them are being able to monetize and actually have it benefit them sean o'malley recently got a bite bout signed with teco quinones that's gonna be a fun one but somebody who's been able to make as much money if not more outside of the ring after his ufc performances has been sugar shane o'malley he has a weed stream and he's now signed with one of the biggest esports sponsors and he was just talking about how he's making 95 his for his last fight to win plus the bonus he made around $95,000 he's getting that in sponsorships with his weed and video games now without even fighting uh, i've actually watched him on twitch with mighty mouse yep. and play there is a formula. It isn't just being a great fighter. You have a certain look. Yep. And then there's a certain amount of charisma. And it can't be the exact same as somebody else's. A hundred percent agree. So Sugar Shane is something totally different. And his style's totally different. But I think this new wave of guys has realized because they've grown up watching the kind of what you grew up watching as a tough guy versus tough guy thing. Right. These, the new wave of guys, the 20-year-olds coming into it, have been watching it as partially an entertainment sport as they've grown up. Mm-hmm. So now they, they are coming out and they got to be that much more entertaining. They already know it's part wrestling character mixed with being an amazing fighter. It's... They grew up on Diaz. Yep. They grew up on these guys. Anderson Silva inside the octagon doing this kind of stuff. They grew up on this from, yeah, you've been saying it forever. Yep. 
Exactly. Um, and Sugar Shane is that guy. Yeah, 22, 21 years old. other thing about Sugar Shane, out of all these young guys, he's one of the only ones that doesn't have a stage parent effing them up. Good point. All the other Good young point. guys we see, they all have, like, a stage dad. Like, the same way, like, they might as well be dance moms, but they're, like, fight dads. Like, we could almost yep. do a documentary series on, like, Sage Northcutt's dad, Stephen Wonder Boy Thompson's dad. This is my boy, Chris Weidman's dad. Like, it's <laughs> like they're a group of stage dads that are kind of like how I imagine that, da- like, state. John Benet Ramsey's, but moms. Uh-huh. Like. Yeah, yeah, it makes total sense. <laughs> makes total sense. Uh, sometimes dads live vicariously through their sons. Yeah. What a thought. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. They don't have any interest in their daughter's pageants, but they're at the gym every day with their boy, Wonder Boy. Their Wonder <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like at some point, like, all right, go to work without your dad there. Fine. I I totally agree. I totally agree, and we've seen it. We it's interesting the fight world how it tends to play out like that, and not only in MMA, boxing, other sports have had that kind of same influence. Like Floyd. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. I didn't want to have to bring up his name this time around, but Floyd, I always manage a way yeah. to get there. The Mayweathers. Floyd. So I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Uh, Mac, Khabib, Diaz, Poirier. Whoop, whoop. That's the You know what? One, one thing that I think's been coming up a lot, and I'm like, Till looked enormous next to Tyron Woodley. Oh, what? Are you talking about the new poster that came out? That it looks unrealistic? <laughs> He's looking down on it. Towering him. over T Wood. Well, did you see them standing doing face offs? Yeah. In, He's doing the Diaz stance. Yep. Uh, Till's doing the Diaz stance. His arm, his muscle, his bicep is as big as Tyron Woodley's head. Till's got to make weight. Till his. Does the... he have to though? Well, uh, now, well, well, now we're seeing this new rule. I, I, this is what I was going to ask you about. What do you like about the new Usman playing backup? He's not only get gonna train. Good call. He's gonna make weight. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get his medicals done, and he's gonna get licensed in the state. So he's going to be ready to run if something happens between Till and Woodley. Same being said, Kevin Lee's doing it for Connor Khabib. What I've seen with all that that's happening, though, because this situation came about not long ago with Kevin Gastelum and Dana bashing him and saying he was supposed to be ready. I believe the UFC learned from that experience and realized, like, oh, we want these guys to make weight? We're going to have to pay them something. They're compensated. They're compensated. It's not a full purse. Usman said it himself. He's like, they're not going to pay me fight money, but they're going to give me money to make weight. And that's all we asked. Yeah, that's it. That's just it. compensate the fighter. They're doing work. They're together. working. They got a train it, camp. They got to do all they this stuff. They weight. can't just show up on weight, though. They got to train. They don't want to show up and be like, oh, I'm rolling out of bed and just cutting weight. They want to be ready to get the title. Totally. So I think this is great, great news. I agree. I agree. And I like it. I like the backup. And I like that we know who's the backup. So yeah. that it, because it does help like, okay, have this on the back burner because this is a completely different fight. Well, one of the funnest things for us to do is talk about it. Of course. So of if course. we don't know about the backup until two the, hours beforehand, this just adds another flavor to the mix. Like, I think this guy can beat this guy, but what about if this guy steps uh-huh. in? There's a good chance Usman could walk away the champion. I would love to see it. 
We think it. We, uh, We've we're thought waiting. it for, uh, for years. And if there's something that we know, know and or have learned since Rose Nama Eunice is we need a patent pending, trust us, man. You got to trust us. Yeah, I think we can leave it there. I think that's all there is to say. Unless you, Oh, so we are going to be here Sunday. But we will see you next Wednesday, and I think we have a fight to break down. Oh, we'll have a big fight card to and break down. We'll give down. you a long show, and um, sorry we're taking a hiatus, and we love you guys, and thanks for listening. Let's move to me! Thanks for listening to Let Be. For all things Lesbo and the Bean, head over to lesboandthebean.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.